watch you cook a mom. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking cut. Now I'm gonna you go buy, no, I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna go purchase one. That's the problem. This this ain't for me. I was like, you know, the background is mom and dad was addicted to crack cocaine. Okay. Right? All praises to the Most High. Hi, how are you? I am Doc Holiday. Welcome to another episode of the Doc Holiday Show, where we love to highlight black men, black woman, black teen, black child, black royalty, and I am joined by black royalty, two black royal queens, Miss Madeline Lyles and Dana Taylor, the owners of Afterlife Mortuary Services. Ladies, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Thank you for having us. First of all, I mean, I love what you all doing, especially the space you all in. But let's start off. Just tell the people a little bit about yourselves, where y'all from, you know, just a little bit about y'all background. Okay. I'm Madeline Lyles. I'm originally uh, from Memphis, Tennessee, born and raised. I've been here 35 years now. So I graduated from Hamilton High School. Um, it's been my passion to be a mortician since I was 13. And so once I graduated from high school, I immediately went to college, <laughs> Northwest <laughs> in Mississippi. And uh, I completed the program there for funeral services technology. And I later went to University of Memphis and created a degree in funeral services and management. Um, after working for about five and a half years at the city morgue, I was ready to get back into funeral services. And so I worked as a trade embalmer between Tennessee and Arkansas for like uh, 12 different funeral homes. And I did that for a couple of years. And um, through that time, I got in with Dana and went over some things with her, and we decided to go into business together. Hold on, Miss Taylor. I need to ask her a question. How the hell you know you want to deal with dead bodies at 13? Right. I don't know. I feel like uh, it's just the call on my life. I really feel like God just At 13? Yeah, at 13. How was dating at 13 when, when little boys? <laughs> dating? <laughs> um, well, you know, I, I my boyfriend. I want to deal with dead bodies. Okay, Batman go ahead. From right. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so. <laughs> but, yeah, since 13 is what I wanted to do. Okay, outstanding. Okay, Miss Taylor. Okay, I am Dana Taylor. I'm originally from Dallas, Texas. I've been in Memphis for almost 15 years now. Um, and similar to Madeline, I knew when I was about 16, when I was in high school, that I wanted to be a mortician. But my parents were kind of like taken off by that. So they told me, okay, you, if you still, you go get your bachelor's. If you still want to do it, after you get your bachelor's, then that's fine. And I still wanted to do it. So... Uh, that's what led me to Memphis, Tennessee, and me and Madeline worked at the medical examiner's office together. That's where we originally met. We worked at other funeral homes, and then, like she said, we just came back around to each other, and we're like, we're tired of working for other people. We want to work for ourselves, and we want to be able to help the community and help people. We see so many people struggling, especially when in that time of need, so that's what really motivated us to open our own funeral home. Now, I saw you all when you all first opened up, and I was like, okay, them two sisters, man, I, I salute that. Anytime we're doing something positive and trying to make our own way and employ our, ourselves but i was like they also going into the funeral service business a male dominated business right. talk about i guess the struggles and the doubts that y'all had trying to get into this business because even if you're a male it's competitive but then being a uh, females in a male dominated profession like this talk about the, some of the struggles and obstacles you all have faced and still probably still facing i'm sure yeah um well it's I'll just uh, touch on the shocking effect of it uh, <laughs> when we actually opened our funeral home. You know, like I said earlier, I worked for 12 different funeral homes between Tennessee and Arkansas. They were all owned by men, you know, except, well, you know, they were all owned by men. 
Um, and so when we opened our business, it was just really shocking that these men that I've worked for and I have developed relationships with families for, they weren't as supportive as I would think, you know. And so I just had to, you know, realize, well, they consider us competition now and they know what we're capable of because we used to work for them, you know. So it was just um, an eye-opener to see that who you consider as colleagues, you know, don't really support you as much when they see you on the playing field as an opponent. Uh, so that was that's something that we deal with consistently. But they're getting more used to it now. It's like they know we're here. We'll be celebrating our third year in October. So it's obvious that we won't be going anywhere. So I think they kind of getting more used to us being here. <laughs> and, Ms. Taylor, how do, how do you deal with, I guess, you know, those doubts of, or even did you have any? I'm pretty sure anytime you're going into your own business, you have doubts like, can this really work? You know, people telling you it won't work and you having to fight through all kinds of, like I said, doubts in your own mind. How, how, how did you fight through that and how do you still continue to fight through that? Well, I never really had any doubts. Um, like she said she was shocked uh, with the lack of support. I was not shocked yeah. with the lack of support because uh, we've both been in the industry so long. So seeing and just being around uh, different people in the industry, you hear a lot of things and you experience a lot of things. And through, with those experiences, it just opened my eyes to where people's heart and where their mind really is when it comes to others. So uh, we always say, like, we, we're not your competitors. We don't have competitors. They're our colleagues. We, we are here to help them. If they need a body embalmed, if they need a body picked up, they can call us. But a lot of times they don't see it that way. They see it as a competition or, you know, something like that. But the way that we're set up internally, we don't, we don't move like that. So it's just we're just on a whole nother lane with the way that we approach our business. So I say I didn't have any doubts opening up because our heart was in the right place. We were doing this for the people, for the community. And, Ms. Taylor, uh, still piggybacking on that, when you all first started, I mean, a lot of times, you know, it's – business you letting business get picked up a lot of times you don't have business right. so how do you fight through that you know that time like mm. right. i mean i don't want nothing bad to happen to people right. but right. we right. need some business you yeah. know now that's the part like now because in funeral services it's like a roller coaster you know some weeks you're up with the business and some weeks you're down and that can go on for a couple weeks and you know you just have like what they call a dry spell so really just um, having a strong faith. is and managing money. Right, <laughs> that part too. And not misappropriating the funds that we do have, like making sure that we see about the business first. We're a new business, so with new business, you can't expect to always have that steady income personally, but you want to make sure that you feed the business and put into it what you expect to get out of it, especially the first five years. And Ms. Lyle's up. Now, you, we know... You get into business, and that's you said something because I'm not surprised. We think people, friends, and family gonna support us. Oh, hell no! Right? <laughs> That'd be good. It's, it's it, you know, yeah, post something about your birthday you, as long as you're right there with them. Yeah. If you're trying to jump out and do something that they ain't, they ain't, they don't have any control over. Yeah, I'm finna use another <laughs> word, but I'm talking to two ladies. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the courage to jump out there and do that. So now they're like, you want to hold you all back? Right. Uh, it's a lot of people out there that want to start a business, but. And a lot of people have, and they hit rough spots. Name a rough spot you've hit, I guess, you know, emotionally and mentally, and how did that make you feel, and, and what precipitated that, and how did you get up out of it? Um, well, I would say a rough spot for me is um, we've outgrown our location, um, and so we're, like, in the process now of trying to relocate. And so that's taking time. And so, of course, 
wanting to move right now, you know, and have the space to serve and do the things that we desire to do for others and not being able, you know, for it to happen as quick as we would want, that's, it can be frustrating, you know, so it's really frustrating. (laughs) And we've gotten like deep into the process and had a wall that we hit. And so um, I cried and I was upset for a while, you know, but then I'm like, okay, God, you let us get into this, you know, and you let us go through this for whatever reason, you know, for a testimony to help mm-hmm. someone else, or uh, you know, or whatever it is to help thicken our skin for the future, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have matured through the process to be okay with it, you know, and to understand that things don't always happen when you want it to or the way you want it to. We have to keep in mind that God controls everything. And so it's his order, his alignment, you know, it's just a process that we're in. So we just continue to work and be diligent through it all. So it's really just a, it's a faith thing for me, you know, and um, that helps with my mentality. So just be still enthused about it. I know it's coming, you know, so we just work until we move into that new location. So. And I say, I mean, I just met met you all for the first time today, and both of y'all bubbly per- personalities <laughs> seem like everything going well, going well. I'd be like that too. People see me on TV, everything. I'd be, I'd be like, no, right before the cameras. Come on, I was on tell like on, on that station that I was like I'm ready to fight somebody. Right. But as soon as the camera come, I'm like, hi, hi, how are you? I'm Doc Holiday. You know. So how do y'all, you know, I guess put that aside when you have and when you're going through something to continue to be professional and continue to push on. Focus. I guess we know the goals that we have. We know like it's so many things that we want to do. So, but we know that we have to go through the process. Right. So that just just keeping a level head. It's so important it's in this business because we have, like, just a, a lot going on at times. So, but you definitely have to be there for your clients, be there for the families. And so you can't oh. operate off of emotions. <laughs> right. That is not going to help anyone be successful in any field. So we just definitely stay prayed up and stay focused because if otherwise, it'll be real easy <laughs> to get off track and show what's really going on in your mind and what's really how you really feel it like but what's really yeah, going keep your game face on poker face yeah you got to keep your game face on but I, i'm still taking it I, i'm still trying to get an understanding i mean god has a plan for everybody right but i'm saying y'all were teenagers 13 to 16 and you feel like i want to play you know i want to do it you know it's real yeah I mean, it is it's crazy yeah. it's just like i was more intrigued i wanted to know more i want like how did they get them in this casket with these clothes <laughs> on and what is embalming like what is it like so i was just interested really interested yeah it's <laughs> not I, it's like i'm standing at work like, sometimes no. and i'm just like <laughs> like we're really doing this like this is our company and it's just amazing the way dana and i even met like mm-hmm. she said you know we met at the morgue that was in 2009 and so dana was there for a little bit and then she left and i was there longer but i was ready to get back into funeral services so i resigned and ended up at the funeral home where she was and so it's like we were just there we was connected you know and it was setting the stage for where we are now and so it's just amazing yeah i mean what's what's the toughest part first of all tell the people what what all services you all provide because we see funeral homes be like okay somebody dies they get embalmed the body get ready for a funeral you know what all services do do you all provide because i didn't even know that y'all pick up bodies for other funeral homes and yeah. then vice versa so what all services do do you all provide for you know so an afterlife provide, <laughs> we provide complete funeral services um traditional and custom you know however 
uh, to suit the family. What's custom? What's custom? Like, like if somebody want to stand up? Yeah, yeah you got to steal a fan. If they want. Oh. He wanna, if they stand up, if they want to. St- why not? Pull. Look, he oh. want to do the husband. No. Oh, <laughs> why wow. Not? Look, why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, mm-hmm. ain't, this ain't my funeral. This uh, you're right. <laughs> you're exactly right. Want, I got you. Know? Okay. So, yeah, we um, complete funeral services, cremation services. Uh, we do national uh, shipping, embalming and shipping services. And like Dana said, we also take care of decedents. We have storage facility. We have a walk-in cooler um, that suffices great storage amount um, in case decedents need to be held for a time. So we do that for colleagues and for um, well, local and out-of-state uh, colleagues as well. And what we had a cremation. Summer, yeah, yeah, I said cremation. And then we have a summer camp, um, which is just one of our initiatives that we have. Um, and that's not like a service that we render. That's just an, an initiative that we have for the youth and young adults. Mm-hmm. Um, something to keep them engaged in positive things during the summer um, and to help them realize what they want to do. We found out that a lot of younger people would like to get into funeral services or forensics. Yeah. And so we created a camp, and it's the only one of its kind, um, where they can come in, they get hands-on training, and they also meet professionals who work in different professions that are connected to the funeral home. So it might be the morgue, the crematorium, cemeteries, um, yeah, the casket uh, companies, homicide detectives, all of those professions that cross or deal with decedents at some point, they engage with them and they learn from them. And so it's a two-week camp, and it was a success. We didn't get to do it this year, of course, because of COVID. Mm-hmm. But um, when we first launched it, we had a group of 12, 12 uh, yeah, and they loved it. Yeah, the parents loved it. The parents wanted to come to the camp. Male and females was in it? Yeah, male and female, black and white. Yeah, they came from Olive Branch, and yeah, it was really good. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm amazed. I'm impressed. I just, I do know if, if my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, she would have told me she wanted to be a mortician in junior high school. I'd be like, Yo, we, we probably wouldn't be married. But, it, but it's an amazing profession that you all have. I, I mean, I, I'm, in, like I said, I was impressed when you all opened it up. But this is, this is a, an extremely competitive business. I mean, how do you all, I guess. Because y'all say, y'all call them colleagues. Right. Trust me, it's a lot of them ain't calling y'all colleagues. Oh, oh right. So how do y'all deal, you know, with the competition? I mean, like, when somebody, they like, somebody pass away. Mm-hmm. Of course, some people already know about you all. You know, it references, is, is, is that pretty much, you know, how do y'all that's deal with now, that competition? That's the number one uh, form of advertisement, mm-hmm. really, the word of mouth. Like, the majority of the business that we've done is because of, families that we've served, mm. they've told their friends, their coworkers, and their family, you know, about us. But, um, yeah, we, like, we definitely, <laughs> look, our colleagues, right. <laughs> they definitely, you know, we try to, if a family came to, went to another funeral home, and, and they are thinking about changing funeral homes, I actually try to consult with them. Mm. Like, what is the problem that's making you all want to change? Because you might end up spending more money trying to change funeral homes instead of trying to sit down and talk with that funeral home to negotiate and get what you want for the price that you wanted it. Like a lot of times people just get mad and get upset. Like I want to move the body. And a lot of our colleagues might say, okay, like good. Okay. Exactly. But you 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 have already started, you know, getting charged for the pickup, the embalming, just they might charge you a storage fee depending on how long they've been there. So it might be better for you to sit down and just try to talk it out. So we don't just try to snatch the body or whatever, however they call it, but we just really have a different approach. To we stay in service. our lane and we treat people. Exactly. With honest, like most of the time, well, what we hear from most families is 
they appreciate us being honest and yeah. upfront about yeah. everything, you know, and it's like they come in and they like, um, you know, it's more of a business um, communication initially. And then by the time it's they come in for the initial viewing, it's like family. And they're like, oh, my God, you look, you young ladies are just wonderful. Yeah, you know, yeah. we appreciate all the information, you know. And so we we stand out because we're fresh faces to it. And then, too, because we're honest. And, and we know firsthand from working at other places that they're not always honest or they're not always upfront about what the families might encounter. Yeah, yeah, and what they need to know. And so the word gets out, you know. And like I said, we'll be celebrating three years in October and we haven't done any paid advertising yet. And we've done quite a few services. Mm -hmm. So we just thank God that, you know, we do really good work. You know, people have. And then when they find out, they've seen our work over 10 or 11 years. And they just didn't know who was in the back doing the work. Mm -hmm. And so once they find that out, it's like, well, let's go see what them two little black girls come at. Yeah, yeah. That's what they call us, like a hospital call. It's like somebody want to send a send a body over here to y'all. And they said two little black girls. And so <laughs> he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they call it. If they can't think of afterlife, they like the two little black girls. It's like okay, as long as they don't put that on the check, you know what right. I'm saying. I don't think you can take that. But no, so, I mean for real, it's it's it's, it's and I, I know briefly speaking with you, you all try to provide services and do things other funeral services don't do because you all try to help. You know, I guess sometimes less fortunate people. I mean, how do y'all go about choosing to you know work with someone, but at the same time you same time you all have to. uh Make a, profit. Make a profit, yeah. Right. So how do y'all, you know, I guess balance that? I guess it's just on an individual basis. Because I know in times when people are sad and, you know, and, and down, women do have, you know, you all are just comforting. Y'all have their spirit. So, but still, how do y'all balance? Okay, I, I want to help them out, but at the same time, we got to make a profit because we got to pay some bills. Right. Well, it's, um, it's definitely on an individual basis uh, because, you know, you have to be just mindful that, People will try to take advantage of that fact. And especially being a compassionate woman, you right. know, sometimes, you know, you have people that will take advantage of that. But just going at each situation individually and with a, a open mind and, you know, a, a soft heart, you just have to know that, you know, like you said, we have bills to pay. But at the same time, you know, you're getting to know the family, getting to know their situation and just, you know, making a, a educated decision that it will help them, but also not hurt the business. So it's just just being business minded about it. Like it's not personal, it's business. But at the same time, you want to let your families know that you care. But of course, we can't give you the whole, the whole thing for yeah. free, you yeah. know, like we can't give it away, but we definitely can work with you and try to make this work for both of us. Now, y'all, you all real positive seem upbeat, but I'm pretty sure that somebody at some point probably said, said it to you uh, that, you know, y'all can't make it. It ain't going to work. Have you ever experienced that? <laughs> I mean, you don't have to name names unless you want no, to. I'm just saying. Yeah, right. Well, when we open, um, one of our colleagues, uh, that I used to work for, you know, have people running mouth. So it got back to us that he was, you know, just kind of dissing our location. Oh, it's so small. There ain't no funeral home. And they need to just keep working like they've been doing. Excuse wow. me. Or they going to get into it what kind of and slave fall out. Well, yeah. Clothes? Yeah, that could, yeah. Yeah. And then a lot of times, and just recently, like some men, you know, were talking to us. And they was like, so what makes y'all work together instead of being against each other? Like, what made y'all go into business instead of competing against each other? And 
I mean, it's just like my best answer is just it's just how God has it. Like, why would we be competing against each other? We've been in funeral services now over twelve years, you know. So why not? You know. So what's the? I mean, I guess I'm pretty sure you all want to. You know, you want to expand. Right. You know, what's the next step in, in after afterlife after mortuary life. services? So definitely a new location, um, something larger so that we can have on-site services um, because our space now is where we meet with the families. They can view the body. We actually, we do the embalming and everything there, but we're just, we don't have like chapel space. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have been favored. There's a church right across the street that we use. And then um, we have my church, Brown, that we can go to. It's open for us whenever. And then we have three other churches here closer in the city that we can work with. Is it okay? No, it's fine. She's handling business. Okay. This is unscripted. <laughs> right. So you all get a a, a, a business. It's a death call. Business call, handling business. So, no, do, handle your business. This is what this is all about. So I'm glad to see you all getting business while we're sitting up here but I, I mean i'm just you know I, I just love what you all are doing uh um, i just wanted to you know uplift you all and give you all a platform which i don't need my little platform you know oh, what we, I'm appreciate, y'all, y'all. we appreciate it and like i said we were really excited like because i consider you like a legend like, you've been around forever doing your thing so it's like how did he yeah i'm old it? i'm 48 yeah i'm old yeah forever so i'm 48 yeah i haven't but it's well, i appreciate it age, though i appreciate well. i appreciate <laughs> it though i appreciate it but how has how has your how's you all's family you know kind of how are they yeah. with our with us? Yeah, just support whatever. Yeah, yeah, supportive and very proud of us. My mom is deceased, and um, my dad he's okay. he's proud. Um, he lives in Nashville, so and Dana's mom is really you know she's proud of us as well. Um, so yeah, we get support from my families. They're just proud of us, you know, seeing what we what we're doing. Um, if there's a death in the family, of course they call us now. Um, and you know it's kind of like they've known us since we were little, and so it's almost like. Well, we're going to see what they're going to do, see how they do because yeah. of who they are. But then when they actually come and we render the services and they like, wow, like they really know what they're doing. So it just to make believers out of everybody, you know, it's, it's so rewarding. You always just up, upbeat and positive yeah. and just, you know, yeah. <laughs> you, you get mad sometimes though, right? I get mad sometimes, but not too often i got you well, <laughs> well while she's on she's on her death call handling business i mean i, I i'm well i ain't gonna say i'm glad because that means somebody passed away but that's well, part of the thing is we don't wait on people to die but when someone does we're thankful that they select us to serve their family so it's not like oh we went on people that you know yeah. it's like they have options you know they can go wherever they want to it's a lot of names out there that are known and we're still kind of new but they choose us, and so we thank God for that. And why do you think that is, though? Because I know I know the most high controls is everything, but there's a lot of different choices, especially with funeral homes, because yeah. I would be, like, lost. I'd be like, which one to go to? Because you, you go to the names that's been yeah, around. That's been so around. Yeah. I know that's got to be a battle for y'all as well. Yeah, and, and we're beginning to, be, to become more recognized, you know, amongst those names. We're becoming more of a household name. Um, like we said, with word of mouth, you know, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like I said, we're becoming more of a household name uh, amongst the others okay. that have been in existence. Um, so it's nothing. We don't do anything special. You yeah. know, we, we utilize social media um, and we engage ourselves in the community. You know, a lot of funeral homes are operated by older people and they don't have that drive or interest to entertain the public outside of funeral services. Mm-hmm. And so we make sure that we are engaging and educating uh, the public. So if they decide to come to us or anywhere, wherever they want to go, they're not 
you know, um, ignorant to what they're about to experience during that time of emotional distress. And so I think that hits home with a lot of people. Again, just being honest and upfront with people. Gotcha. Well, anything else you want to add before, you know? Um, How'd y'all come up with a name? I, I mean, I like it, you know, I'm because so. afterlife, God dealing with the spirit now, you know, right. but y'all dealing with what's and it's, It was God. I'm going to tell you. So I was 19 when I came up with the name. Okay. 19. I hadn't worked at the morgue, hadn't met Dana, anything. Mm. And I just held on to it and I liked it when I thought of it you know but I was like like I know when God's speaking to me because he uses words that's common but it's words that you don't just use every day Mm -hmm. and so I'm like afterlife okay and then I came up with caring for your loved ones afterlife Mm -hmm. so um at the age of 25 I was sitting at home reading the bible and uh the word um stood out to me yeah and that's when I heard him speaking again and he said this is what you do this is what it's about and that's when I realized the acronym of the company is ALMS, A-L-M-S, which is to give, to give to others or those in need. So I honestly know and I believe that it's going to be more to us than just funeral services. I believe he's going to use it as a, a way for us to uh, gain more resources and income and develop relationships with people and other corporations and stuff to help people. Like not just in funeral services, but in whatever financial distress or resource lack that they have. And so that's how I know we're going to succeed. Okay, cool. Miss <laughs> Taylor, anything you want to add? You know, I just on your call, doing your thing. You know, I, all this going to be on the air now. I'm just letting you know. I know you're taking care of business, you know, so. No, that's part that's part of business. Just anything you want to add about afterlife, mortuary services, you know, just. Um, nothing. Uh, if anyone has any questions, concerns about funeral services, whether they're using us or anybody else, they can call us for any question that you have. If you feel uneasy about what you're being told, just feel free to reach out to us because we definitely are here to help everyone. Right. And we wanted to say that that wasn't a, that wasn't a potential client on the phone she was talking to. She probably was talking to, you know, somebody that worked for. Yeah, yeah. It, put, it's it's a, some clients. Yeah. <laughs> understand. Understand. But anything else? Location of it? Afterlife? So we're uh, currently at 2207 South Lauderdale Mm -hmm. in South Memphis. It's at the corner of Lauderdale and Mallory. Uh, Our number is 901-600-3999. And our website is almsofmemphis.com. That's A-L-M-S-O-F Memphis.com. And we're on Facebook as Afterlife Mortuary Services. We're on Instagram as Afterlife Mortuary. And Indeed as well. We're on Indeed as well <laughs> as Afterlife Mortuary Services. Um, so they can give us a call, contact us. Like Dana said, if they have any questions about anything concerning funeral services um, or arrangements that they've made anywhere or that they plan to make in the future. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Ms. Thank Lyle. you. <laughs> She's on the phone. Thank you so much for joining us. I wish you all all the luck. Anything I can do for you all, I'm here to help. But you know what? That's going to do it for this episode of the Doc Holiday Show where we love to uplift black men, black woman, black teen, black child, black royalty. Until next week, we out. What you cooking for?